0: Welcome to the Woolpack. For more information, please visit our website. You may notice that there may not be as much content in this podcast, or maybe it seems a little random. Usually I have at least five things to talk about, and I haven't had as, many, as much inspiration this time. But I'm hoping that it'll be kind of like when you you know, when you go to draw and you have no idea what you're going to draw, but then you end up drawing something really good. So I'm hoping that it'll be like that. Maybe this will end up being like a really good podcast because I don't really have it all planned out. So we'll see. I saw this article and it just made me think of something kind of humorous. It's from um, SciTechDaily.com and it says the fantastic giant tortoise believed to be extinct has been found alive. And I always find this funny because they've done this with other animals um, where they'll think it's extinct or endangered or something and then all of a sudden they'll find like a whole bunch of them somewhere else and this would be kind of an interesting game I think or like an interesting show of like find where you take a bunch of people and you put them like in diff- like in a certain area in the world and the whole goal is they have to find like an animal that we think is either extinct or endangered because it's happened so many times, like how many other animals are out there just hiding away from us, you know, having like whole communities and all this stuff. And I think that would be a very interesting challenge. You know, So you just take a bunch of scientists, they take a bunch of like, you know, outdoor wildlife people, put them like, you know, like somewhere in like South America, just you know, somewhere in the world and then just tell them they got to like look and look and look and see if they can find one of these extinct or da- or endangered animals I think it would be quite interesting I mean you know because who knows maybe there's like a whole civilization out there of animals maybe they built a city maybe they've built a town you know I mean they already say that we've only explored like what five percent of the ocean so who knows what's out there you know lots of weird stuff out there but I think that'd be an interesting show I have a whole bunch of art projects that I have not been working on, um, but I am planning on working on them, actually. Um, um, Scheduling and everything has gotten better, so I'm really looking forward to it because I haven't done art in a while. And it's kind of funny because sometimes when you're actually making stuff, it can get kind of overwhelming, kind of run out of ideas, but then it's like you... You stop making stuff, you stop doing art for a while, and then you have a ton of ideas that you get, like, overwhelmed with all the ideas you have. But it's like, can there be a balance? Because it's either, like, you know, you're doing art and you can't come up with any ideas, or you're not doing art and you come up with a hundred ideas. It's like, can't we have a balance where you're doing art and you have, like, at least a couple ideas? It it needs to be balanced out a little bit, because, you know, I do like making stuff. I enjoy it. Um, But... I like to make it when, you know, I have an idea in mind or at least something, you know, to do. Um, So, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing, you know, these projects and really working on them. I think they're going to be a lot of fun. And some of them are kind of new stuff. Some of them are kind of things I've done before, but it should be fun. Reasons.org has a article or like a blog post titled, Is There a War Between Science and Faith? It's like a question of the week that they have. And I would say, if I were to answer that question, like if somebody were asking that, I would say yes and no. Um, I would say there isn't a war in just the basic understanding of science and faith. I don't, you know, I don't think that they are not at odds. There's not a war there. But I think, you know, we as humans, when we get, you know, in, involved in things, we get so tied to our, you know you know, way of thinking, our, you know, worldviews and everything, that we, we create a war. We create kind of, you know, problems where there are no problems. So, you know, science is, you know, by itself and then faith by itself, which faith, if, you know, if you don't know, is, is like trust, you know, like the Greek word for faith is like when we say the word trust and it's not a blind trust, it's a trust in, you know, reliable things. You know, like when you say you trust your spouse, you know, something like that, you know, you don't you're not just trusting them blindly. You know that they are a faithful, reliable person, so you're trusting them. So these things are not you know, signs of faith by themselves are not at, at odds. But when we come in with our, you know, ideas or this is how things should be, or this is my worldview, that's your worldview, or this is how I read that, or you know trying to you know push things onto other people that's where the war starts so you know i think that if you if you are somebody who holds to a you know religion if you believe in god let's just say that if you're somebody who believes in god um even like the god of the bible or jesus um, and you also are studying science there's not going to be a war there you know you can believe in god and then still you know follow science, and, you know, there's not conflict there. But some people may differ. But see, that's kind of where the worldview comes in, that's where all this other stuff comes in. So, yeah, I don't think there's, I, I think yes and no. There, there's not a war between science and faith, but when you bring in humans, you know, us, you know, fallible, argumentative, defensive, always have to get our way type of people that we are, when you bring us into it and our worldviews, that's where the war starts, and that's really where, you know, it, it can be very peaceful, just them alone, but then when we get involved, you know, we can we can kind of mess things up. Not all the time, but sometimes. Humility. It's something that we all claim to have, but really we all don't. <laughs> it's sort of what's ironic about humility is that if you ask anybody, and they'll tell you, oh yeah, I'm such a humble person, so humble, and they, you know, they can like sell the humility like really great. But the ironic thing is that they're not. And the other ironic thing, or the even more ironic thing about humility, is that we can be prideful about our humility, which seems counterintuitive. But this makes me think of something. I was talking to some friends about um, this, and you'll see how it ties into pride and humility. But it made me think of the early church and how the early church was really about community. You know, in our culture, we really everything is about individualism what what can you get for yourself what can you make for yourself build for yourself you know you have to have your own brand you have to have your own business you know you like everything has to be like your own personal thing and that's not how it was in the early church but not only that's that's not how it was for like most of human history if you look at the tribes in Africa you look at tribes in um you know, Native American tribe, you look at tribes all around the world, you look at even in South America, um, you know, all these different places, you know. And what you see is you see humans living in a communal way. It was a very much a, like, what's mine is yours kind of living. It didn't mean there was no individualism. There was. They had their individual, you know, maybe they had an individual house, their own, you know, clothes. They had, you know, they did have things that were their own. But at the same time, a lot of things were shared among each other. Um, Even with kids, you know, the parents would have their children and they would raise their children. But at the same time, the tribe or the village would raise the children as well. And this is very similar to the early church as well. The early church, again, like that what's mine is yours kind of way of living, of communal living where yes, everyone had their individual relationship with God, they were their own selves, you know, they were, uh, everyone was an individual, and they, you know, had their, you know, specific calling that God had on their life, but the overall way of living was communal. So, you know, they, they helped each other, they provided for each other, you know, it wasn't just, oh, you gotta get everything yourself. You know, Paul actually talks, I can't remember if it's in 1st or 2nd Thessalonians, he actually talks about idleness. And, you know, he doesn't want people being idle. You know, people shouldn't be idle and just expect other people to wait on them and make their food and all that stuff. They should work and earn, you know, earn a living or just, you know, earn, or even just, just not necessarily working for money, it could just be, you know, working, like a house, working, baking, cooking. You know, they, they should, should, be, should be doing some type of work. And, the balance between, you know, doing work, being responsible, but also allowing others to come in and help you, not taking everything on, and feeling like you have to do everything by yourself. You have to get everything yourself. You know, you have to get your own, you know, car. If somebody wants to come in and help pay for the car, maybe somebody wants to give you a car. That's okay. It's just about not expecting everyone to wait on you, but also not expecting. To just do everything and solve everything and get everything yourself. And every time I read Acts, or you know, the Book of the Bible, or really any of the New Testament, I'm always seeing that community in the early church, and I want that. I long for that. And it was just such a you know, selfless giving. You know, if somebody needed a home in the early church, somebody else would open up their home. If somebody needed, you know, pay for something, somebody else would provide the money. It was just No one was without want because everyone else was willing to give, you know, of what they had. And there wasn't this holding on to our possessions. Instead, it was like, you know, yeah, I really like this jacket, but you need it more than me, so here you take it. And I would like to see more of that. You know, that's still going on. We still have that. There are still tribes and villages and places that still act like, you know, how they've always acted if they lived in that way. But specifically in the church I would like to see more of that. And how do we see more of that? We see more of it by starting by us living that way. We can't expect everyone, you know, we can't expect to get a whole bunch of 100 people to just instantly start living this way. But we can, we can start living this way. And then people will see our example and then they'll start living this way, you know. so. I think this is an amazing thing. I would encourage you to read Acts. Read about the early church in the Bible. Read about tribes. Read about villages. Read about how, you know, people lived. Even the idea of having your own place, like moving out at 18, that's a relatively new idea. Because for most of human history, people, families, lived and stayed in the same house. They were like multi-generational houses. People lived and stayed together. Children would help the parents, or the parents would help the kids, and there was just, it was a very close, um, you know, he- healthier way of living, really. There, there wasn't as much loneliness and stuff. Not saying it's perfect, but you know. But look into this stuff, it's very interesting, and back to pride and humility, it's humbling. It's very humbling to have to say, hey, instead of me getting everything and having the glory of, or pride of saying I got all this, I'm going to have to humble myself and allow others to help me. And that's an amazing thing. Thank you for listening to the Woolpack podcast. To learn more about how you can contribute, get involved, or join the Woolpack, please visit our website. Thank you and God bless.